Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the slang self.podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast. I am here with Tiana Sharma from Tiana Sharma Coaching. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are oh, you? you? I'm great too. I am yes. so glad that we were able to connect, um, yes. figure out a time, and do all of the things. Um, I think that both of us have a very similar path, a very similar story, a very similar area of service. So I think I'm excited about this conversation yes, because it's going to be really, really good when like masterminds kind of get together and they start talking about the thing that they love. Yeah, it is absolutely. legit like, ooh, like, ooh, I didn't, yes. I didn't think about very that. Very genius. I yes, love yes, yes. So um, for my audience that does not know you yet, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Yes, so I am Tiana. I'm a 28-year-old transitional life note, uh, life coach, life note, life coach <laughs> from uh, Surrey in the UK. And my story basically begins when I was really young. So I come a family. Um, I come from a family. Sorry which experienced mental health issues from the get-go. So my mum, unfortunately, really suffered, and that mm. obviously had a ripple effect in the family my dad actually passed away when I was really young and so from a young age me and my siblings we were young carers um and then we spent a lot of time in foster care Mm. uh for me that had so many negative you know effects for me like I just felt so unworthy and I kind of went um from a few foster homes and I've just I really didn't feel like I knew myself. So yeah. from a really young age, that stuck with me. That was like the thing. And also I really wanted to be normal. There's probably so many people right now like, what is normal? Yeah. And I agree with you all. Like, <laughs> I am there. <laughs> but for me, that's all I wanted. You know, I saw my friends at school, uh, college, whatnot, when I was growing up, saw them all going home to mm. um, stable environments. Yeah. So what I thought was a stable environment. And um, yeah, that's just what I wanted. I wanted to be normal. So I literally put everything into my schoolwork, you know, doing well, getting the grades to do or to be able to do what I wanted to um, kind of fulfill, which was when I was younger, I was actually a dancer. Um, oh. I was obsessed. It was actually my own world and it was the only opportunity mm. I had to control the environment wow. and to actually make sure that, you know, it would go the way I wanted to, which right, was just right. smooth and just to have fun. And then I kind of got to the end of college and I was literally told by a teacher, like, you're not good enough. And I was like, oh um okay okay I'm not good enough and I just backed away I literally believed her it was my 
passion. Like it literally filled my heart up. But she told me that wasn't good enough. And for me, it was just uh, like another confirmation. And it was like, okay, well, where I was living at the time, they had said, look, we're moving. And that was kind of their way. It was a foster family. Mm. And it was kind of their way of saying, look, we're moving. And now you're at the point where you need to move and do you. Like they told me, I had to actually move in with my partner, which I just was not ready for. Um, but for me, it was like, look, let's get a job. Let's pay for things. Let's actually do that. So I got my first office job. And that was the first time I learned that calories are not burnt in a second because <laughs> I had danced <laughs> my whole life. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, this is interesting. But I carried on, carried on working literally to just pay my way through. Yeah. And then I found different passions. Um you know, I always felt like there was this drive in me and I wanted more. I always knew what I wanted my life to be like. Yeah. But I was like, I have no idea how to get there or, you know, I'm not near it now. Surely I'm just kind of beginning. Right. So um, I kind of went in to do different things. I did the Miss England pageant because I kind of wanted to be an advocate and, you know, show other kids in care that you really can do anything. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a stigma um, I definitely felt like there was like a label above my head and, you know, mm. people were like, she's with foster care, like constantly being taken out of a class or whatnot, whatever the situation is. Um, so for me, it's really, really important because I had so many people that I've known from my past that were like, don't say anything, don't tell them who we are because, you know, I'm ashamed. And actually we mm. have nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. So that's kind of really stuck with me and I've just kind of continued you know I tried to find my passion which is I love to travel um, absolutely love it and for some reason don't know I know now it's the universe but I didn't know then I just applied and I've actually worked for two of the UK's leading airlines which I loved oh. um I absolutely loved it it was you know finding I think it was for me another step to finding my authentic self yeah Um, it was kind of expressing myself in ways that I hadn't in the past and also being extra like I have always been low-key extra and people are like you know (laughs) dim down blah blah and I was like no I I am so extra like let me wear this red lipstick and do my thing and (laughs) I need to live that advert life and just stroll and do me and I did and I loved it and I literally I felt so empowered because I was finally doing it and I was like yes oh my god this bitch and I was like I am this bitch yes <laughs> like I really did love it oh no you know what I what I love but first of all thank you for sharing your story um and the whole the transparency of it all right because what if you guys don't witness it and because I can hear it as you're, you're telling it this is literally your journey right yeah. and a lot of times we think that it starts now right whenever we say oh, okay I want to do something and no you got to go back yeah. to really pull it all together and you'll see in some ways how the dots connect and you know yeah, and, and, sure. and I always say that you know everything isn't always bad like they're all there's lessons in every single situation mm-hmm. when you're going through it it's trash right but (laughs) once you get on the other side of it and we will get on the other side of it you take the lessons out of it how you want to continue in that journey and Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you chose to do something different you chose to not be 
a statistic you chose mm-hmm. to not to allow that label to stop yeah. you you chose to not you know just be a victim of like a lot of people they they go through stuff and they say oh well it's because of this that that I can't do that right mm-hmm. versus saying like okay because of this may have limited me before however now I have to what what can I do differently right what because yeah. the, the reality is is that I, what you said was you just wanted to be normal right um and the reality is is that even with your mom dealing with mental it's that that's an illness like she Mm -hmm. probably wanted to be normal too and she was doing the best that she could Mm -hmm. you know with what she had um and a lot of times you know just all these stigmas get put on um at the end of the day I say we all suffer from mental health issues at some point in time of our lives whether you admit it or not we've Mm -hmm. all had extreme sadness and you know kind of getting stuck in the place and you got to be able to kind of work through that so congratulations to you off the break for just getting here right like oh, thank you be here. like that is that is absolutely amazing so thank you I'm sure during this journey as you were really figuring out who Tiana is and what it is that you know she who who she truly truly is and showing up as her authentic self with what you told us about you know your upbringing that self-doubt has showed up so how has mm-hmm. self-doubt showed up in your journey you know I think one of the first like real moments where it like hit me hard um my mom unfortunately passed away when I was 18 oh, I'm sorry. Um, she took her own life as oh. a result of her mental illness mm. and um like for me this is why it's so important not to, to be a statistic because it actually breaks my heart when I see people doing that and I'm like be better be yeah. better because that person you know that may have kind of entered you into this journey they wanted to be better and like don't think for two seconds that this is easier because yeah. it's not yeah um and that's you know one of the many things that my mum taught me she was an incredible woman she was like amazing and I miss her so much every day and you know I take her strength into my work and like wow. for me self-doubt kind of came in from there but then even when I was working on the airlines you sit in these briefing rooms and have a meeting before the flight and I'd look around and I was just comparing myself Mm. to everyone and you know Mm -hmm. we could have been doing anything and I would have been like yes you're killing it but I need to a little bit to do a little bit of work yeah and my inner critic was going mad all the time it was literally going off like you're just doing this wrong you're doing that wrong and I never once kind of stopped it I never once took the opportunity to kind of interact with it you know Mm. and then kind of establish like realistic boundaries like hold on that's not true like right. I'm killing it yes <laughs> and that was kind of partnered up by um me being completely indecisive about every single thing in my life like yeah. it really was and that was because I had a lack of faith in myself mm. I literally doubted everything I had kind of gone through life with low-key confirmations what I thought were low-key confirmations but actually were huge yeah and um you know, that kind of was inspired. Well, I say kind of, I mean, it was definitely inspired by a paranoid fear that I was wrong, that I wasn't enough. Yeah. Mm. And that is so, that resonates with me because this is, this is what we do, right? This is the whole, Mm -hmm. I, I, when I started this journey, (laughs) 
I was like, well, Lord, why you want to use me? Because I'm probably the most self-doubted person that you could ever think of. Like, I could talk myself out of anything, right? And one of the things that you just said was you never confronted your inner critic, right? You never said, <laughs> like, no, wait, uh, that's not right. <laughs> we actually yeah. are doing the work. We actually are showing up. And we're actually doing better than most people, you know, (laughs) Yes, like we we are killing it, you know, and I think that this is like you say, it's a journey. So we are every day. It's a daily thing of reminding ourselves that we are killing it and that we are doing the work. So when you were in that space, um, so I guess at what point did you, uh, did you and your inner critic have a come to Jesus moment and say, okay, look, sis, we're not going to keep going <laughs> back and forth in this, in these meeting rooms. And I'm going to keep showing up. When did you say, okay, enough is enough. So for me, I actually stopped flying, stopped being cabin crew. Cause I was like, I'm going to start this life, become an estate agent and be like really rich and be like, <laughs> yeah, selling sunset. Oh my God. <laughs> no, mm-mm. two months. And I was like, bye. Bye everyone like this is this is so so real because <laughs> you have to give your whole life I salute everyone within that industry like, oh wow oh my gosh in order How for in you to actually do, do it yeah oh my god like, I couldn't do it I was I'm out I'm out I want it all but I don't want to do it all like, right hey, I'm, out. I'm gone I'm gone. right 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 so, <laughs> So actually after that, I got a, an office job, which I thought is what I wanted at the end of my road, loved it. Um, I thought I loved it. And actually it was, it kind of came to a point where I was literally in the restroom and I kind of was staring at myself in the mirror. Um, and I was like, this is not it. Mm. This is, this cannot be it. Like we have not come this far to get this far. Like yeah. I really wanted to swear there because yeah. that's how much I really wanted to kind of kick myself up the butt in that moment. And I was just like, this is not what we're going to do like mm. at all. I'd been doing so much personal development and I have to say kind of, you know, this time last year, this is literally probably like an anniversary for that time for me anyway. And um, I really kind of gave my personal development like a serious boost. Yeah, well, we happy went anniversary. In. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, let's celebrate. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was my personal development that helped me get there, you know, kind of moving from fitness to um, self-help uh, books, self-growth books, mm-hmm. podcasts, and really, I actually really started to work on my mind for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got into um, coaching an NLP for myself. And yeah. it was the NLP that blew my mind. And because I was really getting to the root cause of my self-doubt and where it came from. And I really did start to have those conversations like, okay, you want to doubt yourself fine if you're going to put that much effort into it that's fine but I'm going to put this much effort into you know being counterproductive to whatever you're doing yes yes no and and that was me talking to my inner critic and you know my unconscious mind and really kind of rebuilding my thoughts and who I thought I was and who I really believed I was yes yes no that is I love that right so um during this so even with the slain self-doubt movement and um with the coaching the very first thing I say is it one is is that it's about you right this isn't about anybody else even if other people have yeah. contributed to your doubt you're going to have people who like you said that mm-hmm. teachers told you you weren't good enough you're going to have situations but ultimately this is your work nobody else is showing up to do this is you that's number one number two is you have to identify 
where it's coming from right like yeah just mm-hmm. saying you have it is okay like but where yeah. where, where is it where is it where does it weekend? come from where yeah. does it come from when is it showing up how does it show up because a lot of times yeah. for me in the beginning it didn't show up in words it showed up in my body like I could feel I just felt off yes. I felt sick I felt dizzy I felt sleepy yeah. I felt anxious all of those things and it wasn't until I actually worked with the coach that told me the same feelings that you're I, I, I literally could not distinct between being excited and being anxiety ridden because it was the exact same feeling and I remember telling exactly her I was like I don't, I don't I have no idea and she's <laughs> like it has to be something that is different about it and you're gonna have to figure out so that you can tell yourself nobody this is not anxiety this is ex- excitement right um and so yeah. for me it was like okay all the same feelings are the same except for when I'm excited I just want to smile when I'm anxiety ridden yeah. I want to cry and so what I did was is that whatever that feeling was if it was crying or smiling I gave into that because everything my stomach was still going to hurt I still was going to feel all jittery and all of that stuff but it was like okay if I'm smiling let's dance it out and let's be excited and talk about yeah. what they excitement is and what are you excited about and this that and the third if it's anxiety you got to do the same thing what are you anxious about what is the thing that's causing you this fear what is it that where is it coming from say it out loud you know process uh, the shit out of it as well really do yes you have to that is what you have to do in order to get to a place of like is this realistic right Mm -hmm. because a lot of times our doubts and our fears and our limiting beliefs are it's exaggerated (laughs) it's not as as what we think it is it literally is like I'm applying to this job and I don't know if I'm going to get it anxiety will take you down like then I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna have any money in the bank I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills I'm gonna get put out of my house and I'll be homeless and you'll be like what the crap like no apply to another job if you don't yeah (laughs) but you just let your mind kind of go and it's it's crazy. So yeah, that this is definitely, um, and I'm proud of you, especially for, again, for acknowledging in this moment, like, oh, it's, you know, it's been a year because that's another thing we do, right? When we're kind of in this self-doubt and um, this space is that we don't acknowledge the positive things that happen, yeah. which also hinder us because then we feel like it didn't happen, right? And yeah, so when you're able completely. to look back and say, Oh, you know, a year ago, I was in a completely different place and I did the work for myself. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's something that I've actually been working on so much lately is actually celebrating myself and my wins and actually saying, yes, you've done that. And you know what? Even if it's singing a song, singing my favorite song, dancing around this morning, I literally performed like I would say to a very high standard <laughs> to the whole of Mamma Mia 2 soundtrack, the whole of it. And All I have of no it. regrets. <laughs> maybe one or two songs are left out but I tried to do my best. <laughs> but that is and 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 the thing about it is is that it brings you joy afterwards right like you just are in a different headspace and all of that nervous energy and all of that it's the energy shift to just put it in putting things into perspective even if you have to go down the anxiety road and you're like once you go that your energy shifts because you're no longer worrying you're actually in the present saying what is it that I'm actually worried about and then once your brain kind of like catches up to or your emotions catch up to your brain or whichever way it goes um you're able able to kind of be like okay I can do that right? yeah literally you, breathe. you literally, literally like 
you're, you're yeah. breathing so yeah this you know is... what they say like what you resist persists yes and it's like you have to process it and I was actually talking to my cousin the other day about this about um the aspects of toxic positivity mm. in self-growth and you're in in my journey anyway we were talking about that and it's you know I said to her you have to process it and feel every emotion and understand it and actually yeah. show gratitude towards that emotion because it's there for a reason yes. and it's if you look into it, it's probably there because it wants to protect and love you. Yeah. And it's just getting to that other point where you've processed it and then you say, okay, I get you. I love you, your intention, and I respect you, but I've got this. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really, really good. So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? I've learned do you know my authentic magic it just literally hypes me up in so many ways I've learned that in my own way I'm a rock star I've yes. learned that nobody can hold me back I've learned that I am a seriously empowered woman for a long time I would refer to myself as a girl when I wasn't mm. um I learned to stay in my own lane yes I learned that comparison is not my friend and actually it's kind of through really working on my own story, you know, my own pains that I have so much respect for everyone else's because I'm yeah. like, I seriously salute you for where you are and how you can smile right now or how you can be sad or anything because you are a rock star. And yeah. I, I get so much from cheering someone else on like I just love to see your success and that just gives me life yeah so for me it's really embracing the magic of your authenticity as well as mine and being mm -hmm. and knowing that actually by you succeeding your ripple effect is creating so much abundance and joy for this world how can I not celebrate that yeah so it, it's put me in a place of gratitude every day I just it's my goal to really lead with love you know I try and look at everyone as an extension of myself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and actually if I'm going to be shitty towards you what's that saying about me because it's not really saying that much about you I have no idea what's going on in your life right right so it's really you know humbling myself and actually having the conversation with my ego and telling it to fuck off when it needs to fuck off yes, yes. <laughs> no and you know what even as you were talking I could see that your face was like lighting up you know like there is something about when you hit that uh like that that point of like man like I really am doing good right like mm -hmm. there's a and I do lots of interviews where I'm you know people say like I'm good and it's like I know what that feeling is it does everything isn't perfect like we're not saying yeah. perfect right um mm -hmm. but you we spend so much time in a in in worrying and wondering about the unknown and even yeah. within this last year of being in like the abyss of the unknown you know yeah. with this whole <laughs> pandemic it's like what can I take from those things to still be good right like mm -hmm. to still be myself to still be my whole self to still show up authentically to still pour into other people to still receive yeah. love like all of those things have to work in order for us to be able to be um to be our authentic selves right and so yeah. to see like your your joy came through the screen and y'all can't see her face yeah. but I can but <laughs> your joy came through the screen and I'm like yeah. I can tell she's happy I can tell that she has joy she's at peace like this is she's in a good place you know and yeah. the wonderful thing about having that is that 
we're not saying that things won't get bad and you won't go through. Cause again, I tell you all the time that self-doubt is a journey. Right. And so, sure. mm-hmm. but these are the moments that you can look back on and be like, but I, I have been good and I can hold on to that feeling and just continue yeah. to go so that when self-doubt shows up, you can say, not today. Not today. Yeah. And that takes patience. You, know? yeah. you have to surrender to it and you really have to kind of, yeah, work on yourself, but just accept that this is, I say this lightly, this is how things are, but this is not how they are. And yeah. then your situation, it can... Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I just got so <laughs> into it. I've literally just made a blooming hurricane in here. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but you do, you have to surrender to the, to, to the universal timing and know that actually, you know, the work you're putting in on yourself, it's all leading up to something. You don't yes. just jump up a huge flight of steps. You take every single step. Yeah. And it's the same with your personal journey, you know, your personal growth journey and your self-doubt journey. Mm-hmm. I literally spent Monday afternoon crying (laughs) and not in like a, yes, I'm so happy. This is amazing way. I cried like ugly tears. Yes. And I let myself do it because it's what I needed to do. Yeah. You know, my eyelashes needed a good clean and I did that. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't feel bad for it. I feel, I actually felt more empowered after because I was like, do you know what? I have so much clarity from doing that and um yeah just from feeling those emotions that clearly my body my mind needed to feel yeah and I um my pastor actually talks about that um in a sermon once about like tears and like how therapeutic they are because it releases certain um hormones or like toxins or whatever stuff that's in your body and so sometimes when you have that good ugly cry it is exactly what your body needs right and Mm -hmm. so for me sometimes I even tell my kids because I have boys and you know we have this and I did a podcast on this like you know um, I dislike when people say stop crying like a girl right Mm -hmm. and I'd be like we're people people have feelings and if you have to cry you know do that and so we were having this conversation and my son was like I could tell he was like really really upset but he was trying to hold it back and I just had to tell him to stop I said Hmm. whatever it is that you're feeling like you're not in trouble we're just having a conversation you he's like I'm not trying to cry I said but your body is needs to release it so just release and so once he did it he was just like okay okay and then he was able to kind of talk through it and then eventually it came up that just in that moment he was frustrated with himself and then I think you know we added something else on to it and so then he was like in he was in his head right and so then he's just like ah and I was just like but oh you had to do was open your mouth and I was like and it's okay and sometimes those emotions come up and one of the things I've learned is that for a very long time as a a woman I would go cry in the bathroom or go cry in the closet and now I'm like no if I'm sad I'm gonna be sad in front of you so that you can see that I'm human because that's what we do you know and and I can tell you I'm crying because I'm happy or yeah. I'm crying because I'm frustrated or because I really want this to work and it's not working, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And I feel like I'm getting a message right now from the universe to thank you because I feel like it's people like you that are raising, you know, strong men. And I feel like showing your emotion makes you stronger, guys. Yes. Like it really does. It does. You do not gain any strength 
by sweeping things under the carpet mm. or you know bottling them up you're literally suppressing who you are yeah. you need to be you yeah and to to kind of reach that level of authenticity and empowerment you have to feel these emotions and I'm yeah. just so thankful that you're leading your sons you know into a life where they're not kind of suppressed or limited in their emotions I just yeah. think that's amazing well, thank you so much I'm trying every day I try to tell them yes, you know I love that. it's the difference between suppressing your emotions and managing them right For like sure. I'm like you mm-hmm. do have to manage your emotions like I don't want you crying over a video game and having the same breakdown as being like something serious happened because I can't tell the difference right like yeah. and then that means you're too emotionally attached to this video game yeah. which is a problem so I'm like uh no wait a minute if you if you care about it as much as you care about me no that, we're not yeah. doing that. We're not doing that, but I want you to be able to feel whatever it is you feel because yeah. it's real. It's not going to go away. And just like you said, if you feel it as an as a child, you're going to feel it as an adult. And so yeah. what do you do with hopefully- those emotions? Exactly. And hopefully you'll get to that point when, you know, the video game is bugging you and you're like, okay, it's annoying, but it's right. not the end of the world. So you actually exactly. come yeah able to manage it and some of that comes with age right because when they For were sure. doing it they were younger but now yeah. it's just like I'm, I'm just frustrated with the game they put it down they just go walk away and do something else that's yeah. the right way to handle that but when you are disappointed because you failed a test or because you tried really hard and mm-hmm. you know um you know getting your driver's license or something like that and it does like that's disappointment it's okay yeah. like I mean, sure. I know how I felt when I, I failed my learner's test about five times. It was just like, I just, I'm not going to get it. Um, <laughs> and it. It's frustrating because you don't yeah. need everything, right? So mm-hmm. that, we just went off on a tangent, y'all, but that's a message for somebody. <laughs> like, tell, tell, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have yeah. your emotions. It's okay, it's okay to process them. That's what you yeah. have to do is to literally yeah. go do, do the work. Like, literally just do the work. So, right, yeah. Let, let us talk about all things Tiana Sharma coaching. Like, okay. what is it that you offer? How did you like, okay, so I know you were doing the personal work and you're doing personal development. At what point did you say, you know what, I need to help other people who are going through this same thing. I need to help other people um, learn that they're rock stars. Like, So it was when I found coaching um, and I was actually made redundant from my job, the one the office shop at the end of the road mm-hmm. I found myself staring myself in the mirror on my lunch break just miserable <laughs> with my mediocre life <laughs> and it's what I actually describe it sounds so dramatic that mediocre. It. <laughs> that's honestly what I felt I felt yeah. like I was the star at in um what's that film Pleasantville you know the beginning when it's all great yes yes I was Reese Witherspoon's living my not so best life oh wow wow <laughs> um, <laughs> But basically, I got made redundant because of Corona. Mm. And I was literally faced with, do I get another job? I need money, obviously. You know, my financial obligations need to be paid. Yeah. Um, But actually, what makes me happy, and I really... I just didn't think I had a choice. I just took the step. I invested in myself more than I ever had, which was so scary. Always. I was like, do you know what? You can do this. You, I just know I can do it. And um, I took a couple of coaching classes mm. and, um, you know, you start kind of practicing and I started coaching, obviously not just straight away, guys, don't worry. <laughs> but I started coaching and, you know, when you have these breakthroughs with people, um, I wasn't charging at the time and I was just kind of coaching these people, men and women, and 
one guy that I worked with I'll never ever forget and um he just had this huge breakthrough where Mm. you could just see the light in his face and he felt love for the first time and it literally was everything to me I was like this is life this is everything and his whole light face lit up and mine did my heart lit up and I remember stepping outside like this is my purpose this This is is it it. this is what I'm gonna do and then over time I've kind of kind and looked into what I actually want to kind of focus on which is empowerment authenticity and empowerment and self-doubt and you know I absolutely love working with women like I said earlier it is my ultimate goal that every woman in the world just cheers everyone on you know yeah be obsessed with their success and for me just being able to kind of lead women from a state of uncertainty and self-doubt and disbelief you know I felt that way and I felt those pains so to be able to to kind of take them through a journey of transitioning through all of the changes in their life because it's hard you know Mm -hmm. you've said it you've got to put the work in it takes a minute and you really have to be dedicated and dedicate yourself to yourself yes um it's kind of getting to that point where my clients are like messaging me saying you'll never guess you know this happened I had this breakthrough or this uh, kind of light bulb came on and I'm like yes yes do you queen yes oh yes. my god love it and honestly it just fills my whole body up with so much love and joy and it, it, this is my purpose this yes. is what I'm meant to do this is, listen I tell people all the time that feeling that you have right now of being able to do it first of all you know if you if you could do it and you do it for free and it still brings you the same joy that is that's your burden that is what you're supposed to do um and when you lean into it and you really just put your all into it you become stronger because the other part about this journey is is that I always say that you know um our obedience is connected to someone else somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. so if I'm helping you as a client, I'm also helping myself because in every person that comes to you in this coaching business, there's a piece of you, right? That you see in them and they see in you. That's the reason why they want to work with you because they yeah. can see themselves, right? And so when you are, when you have done the work to show up as your most authentic self, that is when people take you seriously. That is when yeah. people are saying, Yes, this is I need this person because I can see that they've gone through some somewhat of the same thing I have. It's not Mm -hmm. I don't have the same story. Right. But there's enough of a connection to be able to say, no, I need I need what she has. I want to be able to have that joy. I want to not be in Pleasantville. Right. Like literally (laughs) find the end of the road. (laughs) And it is like honestly, like, you know, it doesn't even matter what your story is, you know, the pain is subjective and it's the fact that you're taking yourself from a state that doesn't serve you to a state that absolutely makes you wake up buzzing every day for life yeah that is the point and the fact that I can do that is just the biggest privilege I've ever had like it really is and it's what I would happily and will happily dedicate my life to for sure. So that oh. was kind of the beginning of Tiana Sharma coaching. Yes. And now I am proud to say that I am now working with clients one-to-one and offering a 12-week empowerment program. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like 
we literally went through your journey, yeah. right? Like we literally went through your journey. And again, the pieces are in alignment with like how it all got here so yeah. that you can actually see that what you went through was purposeful for you yeah. to be able to do your purpose, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times we are wondering why, um, you know, why we have certain things. Why Why am I dealing with this? Why am I the, and the reason why is because it's a part of your story. Story. It's a part yeah, of your testimony. You are yes, you have to learn it so that you're able to share it with the world so mm-hmm. that people can see that it's possible. Um, yeah. And plenty of times we get stuck in this this place of, you know, I don't want it. You know, I, I just rather, like you say, I want to be normal. I don't want these things, yeah. you know. And I've said it a few times on, on here that, you know, with my issue of self-doubt and even one of my biggest things is that, you know, I had Bell's palsy. And so I used to literally really pray them both away like why can't I just have a regular looking face (laughs) and why can I not be anxiety ridden and all these things and it wasn't until we get to the point where I'm like oh so that's why right that's the reason why I have it because that's my thing to be able to share with somebody else to show them that despite those things despite that I can still have joy I can still yeah, have peace absolutely. I can still have clarity and be authentic and be myself and be in a place where I'm like I'm happy in the skin that I'm in no matter what it looks yeah. like to, to myself mm-hmm. or anybody else and that that is the journey in itself so that is that's amazing like I'm just like I, like again I'm just like filled with joy for you because I can just see it like all over your face I know that feeling of like oh I just helped somebody and they they got it and you just walk <laughs> away like I can conquer the whole world yeah, <laughs> yeah like oh yeah I'm a servant to the universe I really am yes there's no reason why we cannot all wake up empowered and self-loving and loving, you know, towards others. There really isn't. And I think now more than ever, we need that. Absolutely. We need to take care of ourselves. And I think it really does start with ourselves. Um, Kids should, in my opinion, be taught NLP tactics straight away exercises to really kind of understand the way their mind works because actually they would understand you know that a lot of the limiting beliefs and the self-doubt that do come in really early actually don't have anything to do with them and they're they've kind of being adopted from someone else yeah um, that's kind of entering a different tangent no there, but, that, but... <laughs> that is it is so so true and you don't and, and again they've heard that they you know my audience has heard my story that I didn't realize that I had anxiety until it showed up in my son now imagine being out at that time I was like in my 30s and it was it, it was a whole moment that he was having like literally in front of me and I was so frustrated like what the crap is wrong yeah. with you? You know, like, and mm-hmm. and it was like every single thing that he was doing, saying it did not hit me until later. And I was like, that's me. I do that all yeah. the time. And it's once literally I literally start- a reflection, I was like, what the crap? And so then I literally <laughs> had to do my own work to say, I don't think that I do. I do mm-hmm. this on a daily basis. Like, where did it come from in him? And that's what caused me literally to like, be like, okay, hold up one second, because I don't want my kid to be anxious. I don't want him to have this un, you know, this fear of the unknown because, uh, that's life, yeah. right? Like life is just very unknowing. Um, and it yeah. was like, okay, through that process of like helping him through help me. And now we literally have conversations about like, what, what is it this, what are you afraid of? What is it that is, you know, making you feel this type of way? And both that. of my sons will just be like, well, it's because of this. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen? 
Yeah. And, you know, generally they'd be like, I mean, nothing. Okay. If it's nothing, oh, then what are you worried about? Like, you know, yeah. like what, what's the worst thing I could say? What's the worst thing? Like, yeah. you know, like let's just, just be honest. And once they're, hey, I'm teaching them now, process mm-hmm. those emotions because mm-hmm. you do it here and not when you're out in the real world and don't nobody yeah. care about your feelings or yeah. what happens to you later. I want you to process it now because people are people, you know, and I don't listen. I don't want to come after nobody, so I'm trying to get you, <laughs> get you right now. keeping yourself safe. Really. Right. <laughs> we see that hidden agenda. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. The intentions with loving is good, so yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, and thank you for coming on. Like this is such a great conversation, and um, I like these interviews, like between coaching and podcasting these interviews, like I get the same feeling, right? Because what it does, even for me, is like, I, I was hesitant about interviewing people in the beginning. Cause I was just like, ain't nobody gonna come on here and tell me their story. And a year later, I'm still yeah. doing this and still like, I want to hear it because it empowers me to keep going. Because again, like I said, self-doubt is, it will continue to show up. And so when I hear other people tell their story like you and I can see it, I'm like, it's possible. It still is possible, right? Because it's happening all over yeah. the place and I'm not by myself. So mm-hmm. thank you so, so much for sharing your story yes. on here. Um, where and how can people connect with you? So I am on social media, Instagram at Tiana Sharma coaching, uh, spelled a little differently than the Tiana everyone is aware of. <laughs> so it's T-Y-A-N-N-A, <laughs> but it's Tiana Sharma coaching and you can find me online as well. Yes. Well, I will make sure I on put website, all that. Tiana Sharma coaching.com. Okay. I will put all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much, Tiana. I just wish you the absolute best. Amazing. I can definitely. Thank you so much. Oh, all I the women that you're forgot. going. Oh, what, 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 what? I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. I also have a free ebook available called Your Life, No Doubt. And it's kind of like a beginner's step. If you're at the journey, if you're thinking about starting the journey and you're a little bit lost, this is literally the guide you need. So yes. get on my website and download Your Life, No Doubt. Oh, yes. Okay. We would definitely be putting that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much again. And I, what I was going to say was, is that I am every woman that you are going to impact. I know that they're going to do great things because this is literally your purpose. It is what you were meant to do. And even in this moment, you have impacted me. So thank you for continuing to be obedient and just walk in your purpose. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. And I am such a big fan of your podcast. So I'm just such a huge fan girl. And I just love the work (laughs) you're doing. Thank you so much. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.